What is up, everybody? We are back with another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today I am looking ahead to the third PFL uh, show of the season. It's been uh, a good start to the, to the PFL. We had Bruno Capeloza coming back last week, getting a big win. Larissa Pacheco as well, and a very interesting fight with uh, with Julia Bud. And we had the first week, obviously, as well, and all of that. But we have, you know... I'd say arguably maybe the two best divisions uh, in uh, the PFL at the moment, although, you know, the, the featherweight division might have something to, to say about that, and the heavyweight division, but all the divisions. Uh, but the lightweights and the uh, welterweights are getting underway this week with some familiar names and a couple of new names as well, but we will take care of uh, of all of that as we get into it here. Um this is the last week in this kind of block of PFL, uh, and obviously they will be back in uh, in a couple of months' time again with uh, with the rest of it, which I think is very interesting. Like one thing that I I meant to mention, I probably have mentioned it in passing all along, but I I think they mentioned it on commentary, and the fact that the fighters are fighting so often, I think is is very interesting as well because you look at the tactics of these fights. And it was the, the light heavyweights, especially. I think I was looking at the last thing. You know, Will Flory obviously fighting out of uh, Ireland here was was fighting, and I think he fought very differently than how he normally goes about things. Where he was, you know, tr- maybe looking for the finish early when it did uh, when you don't get it. Maybe you know you try to win, <laughs> not necessarily try to win the decision then because you can still get more points for finishing in the the second and third round. But you you, I think it does change how you fight. It does adjust things like. Or, or uh, you know, obviously there, there's, there's a season along in this, but you see in tournaments along the way when you fight, you know, uh, the, you fight for different reasons. You fight, you know, one night tournaments we've seen it before are in the Dana White Contender Series when you know you're at the whim of uh, of Dana White. Uh, Christian Duncan is one of those guys. I thought he always fought, he fought differently when he went on that show than he. I saw him in cage wires and he wasn't good. And you see someone like say Brendan Lockdown who gets a takedown in that and it's like, oh, he's not never any good. He goes out and he gets a million uh, dollars out of the uh, out of the PFL season last year and you know what he's probably favoured to do it again this year so it's very very interesting and I I really enjoy that because like we, we I love watching the tactics of a fight right but we usually watch the tactics of a fight let's say we saw you know Pereira and, and, uh, and Adesanya at the weekend we're looking at like well what's Pereira going to do to land his strikes uh, his big power strikes what's Adesanya going to do to avoid him and it's usually the tactics are fighter A versus fighter B tactics in PFL it's fighter A versus fighter B tactics but also fight one of a possible, you know, four fight run or whatever it might be. If you're fighting a guy who you think maybe he's very hard to get out of there, maybe you're just surviving that one and try to get to finish in the next fight or something like that. But also, like, you, you things can happen as well. You, you might, you know, you might go in there and let, let's say Will Forty might fight Christoph Jocko. I'm not sure he's fighting next time. Let's say he fights, I don't know, Thiago, uh, Thiago Silva. You beat him as well. You had six points at the end of it. And someone else goes in there and they get one knockout against someone maybe not as good as those two lads, and they get six points as well. So it's very interesting how you actually go about these fights, how you you take up your tactics and all of that, because, uh, you know, you could find yourself out of it very, very quickly as well. And that's, you know, and I suppose that's the the jive of it too, in a way. But um, I think that will be the case as well here for for these two divisions, because they are, as I said, they are very good. As as we have done for the last few weeks, let's you, let's run you through the divisions and talk about the the fighters that are there at the moment on the twenty twenty three roster. 
Um, let's talk about welterweight first. Carlos Leal is back. We have David Zavada uh, coming over from uh, from Europe to, to fight in this. A very good fighter has been around for a long time. Danilo Taylor, which we've seen before. Don Madge uh, up at welterweight. Now uh, we have uh, Gerard Al-Shalawi, who has a big fight against Sadabu C this weekend, who's also back. We have Magomed Umalatov, as well as Magomed Magomed Kerimov, who is, you know, arguably one of the best fighters I've ever seen in PFL. And then uh, there's Shane Mitchell there uh, as well. Uh, for the lightweights, um, we have uh, uh, Ahmed Amir. We have Alexander Martinez, one of the guys to me who stood out last year in terms of how fun his fights were and how good he was. Bruno Miranda, who's been around a long time as well. Clay Collard, uh, who's stepping up here to fight uh, at lightweight. Uh, we have Nathan Schultz, a former champion. We have uh, Olivier Aubameyang, last year champion, coming back. Haush Mafeu as well, who's been around for a long time. Shane Borgas coming over from... Um, uh, from the UFC after signing with PFL to fight here, Stevie Ray, who went on a, a smashing run last year, uh, and Yamoto and uh, Nishikawa as well uh, on this roster. Now, I think we, you know, we've seen it last year as well uh, that you know there was a few injuries and a few people fell out and a few people came in, so it's more packed rosters there this year, and uh, I like to see it, and it's it's very interesting that they have uh, that as well, and they have a lot of big names on it. So let's. Um, Let's get into the fights. Look, the first fight uh, that I, I want to look at here because there's it's very interesting that the you know the um, the level of fights I suppose on this. I, I believe that the Sadabu C El Shalawi fight uh, is the main event. But when you look at Obamercier against Shane Burgos, you think well. That, is that not the fight? That's that. That's the seemingly the one for me. Like I think it's very interesting, right? Oba Mercy and the run he went on last year, um, how well suited he was to the PFL because he came in, he won a split decision over Nathan Schultz. Uh, he beat Hoshmafeo next time out by decision. He beat Alex Martinez by decision as well, and he won a lot of these fights. You know, kind of at his ease, really. And by the time he got to the the, the finale, and he took on Stevie Ray, he. Stevie Ray had gone through a couple of tough fights. You know, he had to really win his way there, going against Pettis. Um, where, and Oma Mercy has seemed to be a lot, uh, I suppose, a lot more primed and ready for it, if you want to put it that way. Like, a lot. It helped him almost to get there. Whereas Stevie Ray probably took a lot out of him to get there, if you get what I mean. And some people, it just really suits them. I think a Lachnan, it really suited him last year. Like when Rory McDonald came in, I don't think it really suited him. And now for Shane Burgers, what's it going to be like? Because there are certain fighters that get, you know, you, you tell me I have three fights in the next fucking two months and they're going to be absolutely delighted. You know, they're going to be delighted. You tell someone else they have three fights in the next three years and they're going to be like, well, that's only, you know, a bit much, you know, but... To, to look back at maybe Burgos and what he has done over the last while he does seem to be a guy like it's not always going to happen but he had uh, three fights in, in uh, well he was due to have three fights in 2021 he ended up only having two fights you know it's tough as well around the pan pandemic and everything like that he had two fights in 2019 two fights in 2018 three fight, uh, two fights in 2017 two fights in 2016 three fights in 2016 and you're going back then you know obviously to, to, to before his, uh, his UFC time um, fought 
uh, once last year was supposed to fight again against Marlon Moraes, but that obviously uh, didn't happen after uh, fighting twice as well in um, uh, in 2021, as I mentioned. Like, I I don't know is the answer to the question on that one, right? I don't know if it will suit him or if it won't suit him. And uh, that's a big question coming in here. And the odds, when you look at it, I think the odds suggest that as well. Borgos is the underdog. He's plus 135. And Oba Mercy is a favourite at minus 165. And I think that is probably just about right. Like, I, it's funny, both of these guys came over from the UFC. And in the UFC, they were seen both, I think, as good fighters, but maybe never as fighters who could or who were in the short term going to reach a certain level. Now, Burgess, I think, was probably getting there by, by the time maybe he went from the UFC and Dana White was, you know, spoke about uh, wanting to keep him and all of that, uh, which is, is fair enough. But I think given the opportunity, they both have the ability to do it. Now, Obamercy has already been given that opportunity and he showed he has the ability to do it. Like you say, someone like a shoe fest a couple of years ago, the same thing. Look at Lachnan last year, given that opportunity. And was he able to do it? By God, he was able to do it. You know? Will Shane Burgos be one of them guys? Now, there's also the thing as well that with the PFL these days, it's getting so strong that even if you do have the ability to do it, you might necessarily do it because of how uh, good the opposite fighters are. Like, if you look at this fight, to me, it's it's a one that is going to be fought out for the most part, I would think, uh, on the feet. Um, I think, look, both guys have, uh, are well able to fight in the ground. Both guys are well-rounded mixed martial artists. But I think that if you if you look at Sam if you look at a Bur- uh, uh, an Oba Mercia and you look at his especially his PFL uh, outings last year what made him win that tournament and I, I fully believe this is his ability to just control the fight he was way better than anyone almost in the whole of the PFL and I, I you know I'd have to go through maybe all of it again but his ability to control the fight on the feet was I think far and away above everyone else. It really, it, like it really was uh, last year, and it really stood out, right? Whereas you're talking about Shane Burgos, and what he makes him a very good fighter, I think is his ability to win while maybe losing a bit of control, <laughs> you know? While being, a, like, now he's been in there and he's got knocked out by the likes of Barboza as well and lost to, to Josh Emmett and things uh, in the middle of all of that. But, you know, I... I think as someone who's not maybe the biggest finisher in the world, I'm not the biggest knockout artist uh, in the world, but can hit and can knock you out. I think he has developed a real good game. You know, his nickname is Hurricane, and we know why. We know why Dan White wanted to keep him, because he is an exciting fighter. So you meet a guy who's, like, achieved his... um, uh, achieved what, what he's great at through being exciting, and another guy who's achieved what he's great at through control. Now, not to say that control isn't exciting or the way he fights isn't exciting, but it's different than than uh, Shane Burgos. And I, I, I find it very hard. Uh, like, you look at the odds, and I think the odds are just about right. Now, people were giving out to me last week as well by saying the odds are good and then picking someone else. I tend to do that. So what I'll do at the end is I'll go through all the fights, and I'll give my pick, right? So I'll do I'll do that at the end. And now my pick to win the fight might not necessarily be the same as my betting pick because, you know, if I pick someone to win, 
the fight and they're minus 600 and someone else is like, well, I think they have a good chance and they're like plus 400, then that might be my betting pick, okay? Are we okay with that? The comment section, don't come mad at me now for that, okay? My betting pick and my actual pick for the fight might be slightly different. So, we look, we'll get to that. And feel free to keep sending me comments. I love them. They're the, they're the best. And I love as I love as bringing back at you. But that's not necessarily the case here. Here, I do think the be- the betting pick is the pick. I think Oban Mercy on minus 165 is a good pick. Uh, I do think he will win. But having said that, like... If Burgos is mad up for this, if this suits him, we won't know until uh, the fight is on. If it this suits him, it, it could be uh, it could be a whole different story, and uh, it could be uh, it could be very very uh, exciting too for uh, for Burgos and for Burgos fans, and you know for the the PFL uh, in in general. And uh, as I should have mentioned at the start, is on obviously in uh, April fourteenth this weekend. So. Um, yeah, on Friday night, if you're uh, if you're in watching this, it's on an ESPN, ESPN Plus, or America, and on the zone as well here in uh, here in Ireland. So that to me is the standout fight. But we have some other good fights uh, on this card as well. Uh, Salabusi and, and Gerard uh, Shalawi. I will get to Alex. Um, Al Shalawi is a guy that I have known about for a long time. He's um, eighteen and four, and you know he's fought for ages and ages and ages. Uh, since back in 2013 I remember him fighting on a cage warriors card in you know I, th- I think it was out in Jordan or somewhere like that you know he's fought Mohamed Fakhardin who we saw uh, or who we were we were due to see fighting there uh, did we see him I'm, I'm, I'm mad my, my brain is bad fought him a few times uh, you know fighting Carl Boot back in the day uh, in cage warriors and you know fighting a lot in Brave over uh, down through the years and then obviously coming into the PFL uh, over the last year he fought three times last year beat Gless and Thibaut beat uh, Michael Lilly and then ended up losing to Mohamed Umalatov who we will talk about here in, in a minute as well who is a very very good fighter uh, and then his opponent uh, Sadabu C well what a run he went on last year uh, I remember picking him out uh, early on to say okay this guy could cause a few people trouble now maybe I didn't think he could go as far as he did and uh, and, and as far as the championship but uh, he did and and he very much deserved it by the results he had you know without a shadow of a doubt beating Danilo Taylor in the finale beating Carlos Leal Miranda beating Rory McDonald uh, as well as uh, as beating uh, Al Shakin in the um, uh, in the first round of the PFL from uh, from last year and obviously you know he was there the year before as well took a few losses you know and he, he'd been there for a good few years like his last or, you know Megan McCarimov uh, had a draw with Ray Cooper a few years ago so a guy who really earned it and really deserved it you know making his PFL debut back in 2018 so it's a good fight you know I think you look at someone like uh, C and look at the ability he has to Use his size. He's six foot three. Like he is. But he's he's a tall. He's a tall six foot three. Five foot eleven for uh, El Salawi. Um, I think his ability to control as well is a a big thing for him. And you know, I was I was thinking who's who's the one up there with uh with Oba Mercia with the ability to control. Well, I think he's probably up there in that uh, realm as well. See, because he did like, the job he did against Rory. It was a close fight, but he controlled it very well. He controlled that fight really, really well. And that's what I think he'd be looking to do uh, against uh, Al Shlawi as well here. Uh, you know, 
he's good on the ground is Al Shalawi. He has knockout power as well. Um, you know, the, we saw the first uh, he got the big knockout with the knee for his first fight of last year. Um, and got a few knockouts as well on his way in, in the couple of years before that, uh, over in, in Bravis, he was on his way to the BFL. So I look the the, the betting odds I think are very interesting on this one because C is only a minus one seven five favorite. Um, Al Shlawi is plus one forty five. Now, not to go straight in here and go maybe Al Shlawi the betting price and see the to win the fight here, but possibly it is that. Now, maybe I'll go with C for both of them here. To be honest, um, I just I think it'll be a close fight. I think it'll be a close fight. This is one of the ones if I was to give a bet, it'd probably be to go by decision. We'll see. Maybe later in the week when the props come out, the props for PFL are always out very late in the week, so we'd have to wait and see. And that one, uh, wait and see. How'd you get it? Uh, but uh, it's very interesting fight. I'm just like as someone who's seen Al Shlawi around for a long time, waited for him to get to this level. Um, last year, I don't think he produced what he can produce, and if he can do it. Uh, this year I think we could see a whole different fighter so I'm looking forward to, that's what the, the main part of looking forward to seeing that one I think um, next fight I want to talk about is Magomed Magomed Karamov against uh, Bin uh, Egli uh, here uh, Bin is, is 35 years old fighting out of uh, America and uh, you know this is his uh, his PFL debut over the last few years he has kind of kind of you know, had a, a, a bitty enough sort of record. Won his last two, lost the two before that. Won his last two, lost one before that. You know, he's been in there with some good guys. Nick Brown, who's doing good stuff over at uh, in Bellator at the moment. But a guy who, look, has been around for a long time and has won a lot of fights. Been around since 2013 uh, and deserves his spot here. You know, he's very good on the ground. Has won lots of fights by submission. You know, his last four wins in a row have all been by uh, by submission. He's guillotine chokes, rear naked chokes, and everything like that in there. But when you go in there with a, against someone like Magomed, Magomed Karimov, you're you're going to need all of that. You know, he can knock you out, Megamed. Uh, he can submit you. He can decision you. He can do whatever needs be. You know, he's only lost in the last, pff, how many years? Uh, eight years has been that, that one against Ray Cooper, you know, where he got caught in the third round of that. Otherwise, it's been easy for him, really, beating Gleason Thibault, Danilo Taylor, Sadabu C, Curtis Melinda, Chris Curtis a couple of times, John Howard, Ray Cooper before that as well. He's just an absolute beast of a fighter. He hits hard. If you survive being hit hard, he will destroy you on the ground. He's very good there. He he throws good kicks. He has a lot of good takedown defense, good strike in defense. You know, the one thing that Ray Cooper maybe showed up in that that one fight is that if you stick in there against him, maybe you can beat him for pace. You know, if you have maybe the better gas tank, maybe that. it's. I don't think it's necessarily an issue, but like if you're tough enough to actually stay there stay in there with him you you can do that uh is been that guy uh haven't watched a bit of him um i would say probably probably not and i think the betting odds reflect that minus 900 for megamed megamed karamov eggly plus 600 and even at that price I wouldn't be betting on uh, on Bin uh, Mega Man Mega Man Karamov minus nine hundred trying to accumulate her there or something like that. Um, we have Danilo Taylor and Magomed Umalatov Din, which is a very, very, very good fight. The PFL have done a good job this year, you know, at putting on fights early that we really, really, really want to see. Like they did it with um, 
or Wilkinson and Santos. I think the Will Flory uh, fight uh, was was a good one to put on at that stage as well. All the fights I've mentioned so far would fit that bracket for me as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. It'll be an interesting for Magomed Umalatov here, twelve and 0, 10 knockouts. Um, and that really says a lot. I mentioned earlier I'm waiting for Al Shalawi to come out with a, a good win. But sure, last year what happened to him? He got knocked out in the first round uh, against um, Umalatov, and many people have. He knocked out Leandro Silva. Sorry, he decision Leandro Silva knocked out uh, Kyron Bourne uh, in in his three PFL fights so far. You know he's fighting in the EFC and other places before that. But this guy is an absolute, uh, an absolute beast, and like. I don't think many people uh, would have. I don't think many people would pick against him winning everything if he, you know, if everything if he can stay healthy. If you know, I'm sure you know the Russian fighters with visa issues and stuff were were a big uh, were a big problem, and that's why he, you know, he saw to fight Rory McDonald last year, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't able to get the visa. And that part was cancelled. I think the same thing uh, with Ray Cooper. He was supposed to fight him. Fight didn't end up happening. So. If he can get over all of those issues and, you know, <laughs> just have fights, he is going to be a problem here for most of these lads. You know, he's going to be a real, real problem. And, you know, Delano Taylor, 10 and 3, he's a very good fighter, but like. <sighs> You know, he's beaten, he beat Rohorim Metan last year, but he lost to Megamid, Megamid Karamov, lost to Sadabusi. He has good wins over Joseph Vereno uh, and a few more as well. But, yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him. It's really, really is going to be uh, tough for him to, to win this one. Um, I just think the well-roundedness uh, is going to, uh, is going to be the issue here. I think uh, Umalatov at minus 400 is probably a good price at that with Taylor at plus 300. Like, is Taylor going to be able to get with him with a big shot? Probably not. Is he going to be able to win a wrestling battle? Definitely not, I don't think. Is he going to be able to win on the ground? I don't think so either. So Umalatov is definitely going to have to be the uh, the favourite uh, in that one for me. Um, let's talk about Nathan Schultz against Stevie Ray. Very interesting fight, I think. And Nathan Schultz is minus 360. Stevie Ray is plus 285. Um, I'd probably, like, probably lean Nathan Schultz. Uh, at the at the price and to win the fight as well, but I said it earlier on about Stevie Ray and the kind of the fire he's had to come through in his career in general, but also last year to get to where he got, and that that really helps a guy. It really really does help a guy. Nathan Schultz on the other side of it then had like he had it all his own way for most of his career, you know, winning. The PFL championships being, you know, beating guy, beating the likes of Chris Wade, beating the likes of Jason High, Ahmed Ali, Ramsey Nijim, like Rabs above, you know, until he he came unstuck, I suppose, against Martin Held in 2021, but came back and beat him then last year again, beat Jeremy Stevens. The the last all by mercy, I suppose, was uh, was the big one, but he is just such a well-rounded and good fighter, you know, he's. His wrestling ability, his submission ability, and I think that's the key here because, like, Stevie can box. If this fight's on the feet, right, Stevie Ray can box anyone out of there. Nathan Schultz is a good boxer. I don't think he's maybe as good as Stevie Ray, but I don't think Schultz will let it get there. Now, Stevie's very good on the ground as well. He submitted Anthony Pettis, you know, and that's not an easy thing to do. He's, we've seen, like, Anthony Pettis, I think, uh, has more submission wins 
in the UFC than he is knockout wins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Schultz, I think his his ability to kind of shut down the attacks on the ground when he gets on top, especially in his ability to get on top, is second to none. Uh, and I think he'll be looking for a big run here, you know. He's 31 years of age now. He's been fighting in the PFL for a long, long, long time. You know, even before that, he was, you know, fighting World Series of Fighting is Islam Mamedov back in 2017 and 2018. Obviously, the PFL uh, came around and he's been fighting there ever since. He's he's not a guy who will want to give up his spot. You know, I spoke about it last week with Rob Font in the UFC. He won't want to give up his spot. And, and I think... I think a loss here and him maybe going out before the playoffs would be a big issue for him this year. So I think this is a massive fight for him. And, you know, you could say the same for Stevie Ray. If he doesn't get through this time, will he be there next year? That's I think that's a big issue for a lot of these fighters considering the amount of talent that the PFL have invested in over the last while. So a huge fight there. You could say the same on Lightweight as well for uh, Hosh Mafeu and, uh, and Alex uh, Martinez. Both guys who... You know, I I really like. I just I, I'll turn up and I watch one of their fights all the time. You know, the betting odds on this may fail plus one twenty. Martinez minus one fifty. A little bit surprising that for me, if I'm being honest. Um, I I I thought Mafeo would be favorite. Do you know what I'm going to go for 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 Mafeo, uh, on this one now? I suppose the the reason for that is what happened last year, you know, and we saw how good that uh, that Alex Martinez looked. You know, he beat Clay Collard, beat Sevier. Okay, that was a close one. I think a lot of people think maybe he didn't win that one, but uh, very good fighter on the feet. His knockout power and it's tough to get there because he fights out of that kind of karate style at times. Whereas um, Manfeo is is a little bit uh, a little bit more of maybe a boxing stylist, and maybe he'll. F- find it hard to get to him but I do think he will get to him you know he he can fight he's probably a little bit more well-rounded in terms of if the fight is going to get to the ground maybe he'll take it there he's never won a fight by submission or anything like that now so you know maybe to, to get the finish there might be a little bit different but he beat Don Madge you know who's a very good wrestler has beat like Rob Zabov who can wrestle well as well and Clay Collard who's a very good boxer so that's the look to me that's probably the, the, the fight I'm maybe most looking forward to uh, on this card a very 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 good fight but um yeah, I will. Uh, uh, I'll go. I'll go with Manfeo on that one. Although I, I picked Martinez, I think in all the fights last year because I just like him. But uh, I like that. I like the odds there as the underdog and uh, uh, on Manfeo. So I will go for him on uh, on that one. Um, so yeah, those are those are kind of the the, the big main fights, I suppose. Uh, over uh, over the weekend uh, on that, a few more to to run through. Uh, here before we go Clay Collard is back as I said uh, at lightweight he's fighting uh, Yamato uh, Nishikawa who has a lot of fights in his career nearly 30 fights um, you know and he's only uh, he's only 20 years of age with 30 fights my god fighting out, out of uh, out of Japan and uh, it's interesting to see how that'll how that'll work out for him. I suppose he debuted back in uh, twenty sixteen. Lots of draws. I want. I, I wonder. I want. Maybe we'll need a short dog report on some of those fights and if they were like normal MMA rules and all of that. So it's hard to know. But this is his. You know, he fought a lot in judo over the last while. It's obviously a very respectable uh, um, promotion. But coming over to the PFL now for the first time. Let's see. Let's see what he's going to be like. You know, a lot of knockouts in his record and he's fighting Clay Collard who we know is a very talented boxer and 
one a guy that you're always gonna wanna you know you're always gonna wanna see. He's coming off like his last fight was that Martinez split decision, so I'm sure he won't be happy with that as well after doing so well. I suppose the year before, you know, beating Jolton Letterback, beating Anthony Pettis, and you know we beat Jeremy Stevens last year uh, as well. So it's a big one for him. So interesting to see what uh, Anishikawa looks like, uh, and interesting to see if he can, I suppose, you know. G- meet the challenge of uh, of Clay Collard who's the minus 255 favourite plus 205 for uh, for Yamoto you'd have to go for Clay Collard and that wouldn't you at this stage uh, at this stage of, of their careers but it could be very different uh, come Saturday morning when uh, <laughs> when we see the result of the fight um, with Shane Mitchell Against Naib Lopez Miranda, who's fifteen and zero as well. Mitchell, uh, thirteen and four. Bruno Miranda, fourteen and three against Ahmed Amir. I, I think a lot of, especially those two two sort of fights there. It'll be interesting to see who can emerge because there always seems to be like one guy who emerges, who is you know maybe like a Martinez kind of did or maybe even like a C did who's like maybe you're looking at the top guys and you're thinking okay maybe they're fighting to be the opponents to get them there. Uh, in the next round, that's not always the case. Like Lopez in that fight, minus two five five, he is going to be the favorite over Shane Mitchell, plus um, one eighty five, and Amir is plus one thirty five over Bruno Miranda, minus one six five. Look, two close fights again. Miranda's been around for a while. You would probably would pick Miranda going into uh, to that one, but it's. Um, yeah, we will. I suppose it's always and even like one of the heavier fights actually been moved here as well. Dennis Golsov against Patrick Brady, and I was thinking about Brady last week. Like, could he be one of the guys who maybe emerges? Um, and we'll see if he, if he's the opportunity to do it here now in a tougher matchup. I think than he was supposed to have minus uh, six twenty five for Golsov. And Brady plus four fifty. Um, I would definitely go with Golsov on that one, but someone I think someone definitely will uh, emerge. One fight I'm massively looking forward to. And I have to talk a bit about this as well. David Zavada plus one ninety five against uh, Carlos Leal Miranda uh, minus two forty five. As we speak, obviously these will be uh, updated as we uh, as we go as well. Like Zavada. He's been around since since God was a boy. Now eighteen and seven, you know, coming out of uh, out of Germany, he fought on octagon. He's fought in the UFC for obviously a good while. Fought on KSW with some very very good wins there down through the years. You know, fought the likes of Boris Malakovsky even in the UFC. Fought Li Jingliang, beat Abubakar and Ramagomedov. Fought Iviev. Lots of lots of good wins and beat uh, Erkan Karta last time in uh, in octagon as well. So he's coming in here. I suppose fresh and, and ready. Carlos Leal, on the other hand, then you know he's been twenty eight years of age, but obviously twenty twenty one fights as well. Being with the PFL now since the uh, the start of the twenty twenty two season, after coming over from um, from LFA, only losing to Sadabu C last year, got the knockout in the first round and then two decision wins over uh, Brown and and uh, and uh, Ray Cooper, which was a bit of a shock to a lot of people. But he's well able to fight. You know, he's absolutely well able to fight, and I think. You know, I think he. Uh, it's a it's a relatively pick up matchup. Maybe the the betting doesn't decide there, but I just think Leal might. He if the fight goes to the ground, if he can push him against Cage, like a lot, Zawada, a lot of the time, I think he does kind of win with experience. But against Miranda, that's going to be a bit tougher. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one to uh, to look at it and see. And again, 
with a big win there. Like David Savannah's coming in here, and if he does get a big win there, that plus one ninety five pi- pi- price we probably won't see in his next matchup. So um, we will uh, <laughs> we will refer back to that. I, I do you know what? I love watching the first round of PFL fights and then going into the second round because we kind of get a sense of where people are in the uh, in the PFL and uh, it's. I suppose it's uh, it's absolutely great to see, and then we can uh, analyze it more as uh, as we go on. Um, right, let's uh, we've run through. I think all of the fights there. Let's run through the uh, the picks here and the odds that are up with my friends over in Best Fight Odds. Obviously, the the Al Salawi C fight. I'm going for uh, C there at minus one seventy five. Al Salawi's plus one forty five. Uh, Magomed Magomed Karamov, as we said, minus nine hundred is a big favorite. Definitely going for him there over the plus six hundred. Uh, Bin Egli, Danila Taylor, Umaladov. You have to go for Umaladov there at minus four hundred plus three hundred for Taylor Schulte. Yeah, is plus uh, sorry minus one three sixty minus three sixty plus two eight five for Stevie. Ray going for Nathan there, but I would not rule out Stevie Ray at all. Uh, uh, Carlos Leal at minus 245. I'll go for him there as well to beat Zavada. No one give out to me for not giving my picks this week. Dennis Galsav, <laughs> Gal- uh, minus 625. Like, Brady is a talented guy. I just think he's not ready for this level yet, especially not for the level of Galsav. So you have to go for him there. Look, the price at heavyweight plus 450. Yeah, but not really. Uh, Brandon Jenkins, uh, Zach uh, Jusola, very even one there, and another toss of a kind fight. You probably just about go for Jenkins there, based on a bit of experience. Well, minus uh, one twenty five for him, minus one hundred five. Oba Mercier then minus one sixty five for Burgos, plus one thirty five. I'm going for Oba Mercier there. Uh, Ahmed Amir uh, is uh, plus 135 minus 165 for Miranda we'll go for Miranda uh, Martinez uh, the, the, I think this is the only underdog I'm going for maybe on this whole card is it I'm going for Haush Maffeo at plus 120 minus 150 do you know what I, let's go for Shane Mitchell I'll go it's maybe I said it opposite I'll go for Shane Mitchell to beat Lopez plus 185 and Claire Collard uh, and Nishikawa Collard there plus, minus 255 uh, Yamoto is plus 205 um, we will uh, we'll go for Claire Collard there, but I'm I'm unsure. I'm unsure of that one. You know the, the the PFL matchmakers are pretty good and pretty good at picking out people from different parts of the world who we might know, but are not bad fighters at all. So let's uh, let's see on that one. All right, we will leave it there. Those are my prick picks. That's my preview, my predictions for PFL. Number three of 2023. I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. And I'll see you all next time.